Hello everyone, this is Bhargav Hack back again this week to cover off on major issues across EMEA and Asia-Pacific regions. I will hand it over to Uday to cover Southeast Asia. Uh, thanks, Bhargav. So I'll just quickly run through the East Asia-Pacific region first. Uh, today we covered one major development and 36 other developments. So our major development today was anti-corruption protests across Indonesia yesterday, and this was organized by student groups, worker groups, and civil society groups. Um, they talked about various issues related to corruption, including in the COVID mismanagement. So while corruption is highly prevalent in India, in Indonesia, sorry, the average Indonesian is strongly against it. Now, if we continue in Indonesia, Central government in Jakarta is decreasing the amount of special autonomy funds the Papuan provincial government will control out of next year's budget. Now, this is a community of tensions between the government in Jakarta and Papua, and we've been following and assessing this for a while now, so listeners can contact us for details. If we go over to Malaysia, Sarawak will be holding its elections on December 18th, and some of the usual election-related offenses are already taking place. In Myanmar, the situation continues to devolve. More details can be found in our Myanmar daily update. In the Philippines, uh, today there were protests in Metro Manila and other places for to mark International Human Rights Day. And uh, yesterday, the Supreme Court ruled that the Anti-Terrorism Act of 2020 is constitutional, but two provisions of it within it were un unconstitutional. Now, this includes how the authorities had defined terrorism. Quickly, in Thailand, uh, Prime Minister Prayut Chan-o-cha created a government panel to uh, investigate the dispute over the China Industrial Park project in Songkhla. We released an advisory with more details on this yesterday. And um, if I could, yeah. Lastly, in Southeast Asia, a US-based cybersecurity firm said that Chinese hackers targeted websites of military, government, and civilian organizations in Southeast Asia, including Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, and other places. I think that's it for South Asia. I just want to say one thing for the Australia Pacific Islands region. In New Caledonia, we there's the independence referendum that will go ahead this weekend. Now, the French government has not listened to indigenous people, and France does have a dark colonial history. So it's a very tense situation, and violence cannot be ruled out. Margo, that's it for me for the East Asia Pacific region. Thank you. There. How about South Asia? Anything major coming up in the region? Yeah, there's a couple things here and there in South Asia, Bhargav. Uh, so there was one assessed event and 15 other developments in Bangladesh. Student protests continue, but we've talked about this uh, quite a while. So I'll jump to India, where there have been calls in the Northeast to repeal the controversial armed forces. Special now, this is after security has killed 14 civilians last week in Nagaland accidentally. The big news out uh, of South Asia, though, uh, is that the ceasefire, the one month long ceasefire between the Tariki Taliban Pakistan and the government has seemingly ended. The TTP accused the government of breaching terms and uh, not releasing high level prisoners. And um, there's various other issues, but the government has released some TTP prisoners. So, Bhargav, do you have any thoughts on this? 
I must restrain myself. The more I talk about TTP and Taliban, as well as their affair with the Pakistan government, more ludicrous it becomes. I mean, the scenario where Taliban, the current government in Afghanistan, is apparently the mediator between a military government and a militia group. In fact, militia group is too nice a word for a ragtag of uh, ragtag of Islamist group, which is TTP. Now. It is unlikely that they are going to come to a resolution anytime soon. Of course, there may be some degree of detente on both sides because, after all, they, they both are kind of wary of ongoing terror incidents in in the region. At the same time, the military has had a long engagement with these groups in the form of Operation Zarbe Azb in the last two decades or so. So, of course, the operation ended earlier this decade. However, they wouldn't want such a prolonged deployment at the ground level in a very tense environment where every single individual would hate their very faces. That becomes a very difficult operation for any conventional force, especially as uh, as big a force as uh, Pakistan uh, military establishment. Uh, I guess that's what I have to say at the moment. Uh, any further thoughts? I largely agree with you, Bhargav. Uh, I do think that there will be more TTP attacks now over the next few months in the border regions. And uh, interestingly, there was a video that the TTP released recently uh, where Nur Wali Masood, the Emir, has said that the TTP is a branch of the Afghan Taliban. And, uh, you know, this just shows the complicated dynamics behind this. Anyways, I think that's it from South Asia. I think we can hand it over to Basil, who will talk about the Middle East and Africa. Thank you, Arda. Over to you, Basil. Thank you, Bargav. Uh, in the EMEA region, we have over 36 developments today. Uh, in uh, North Africa, the major development today was in Tunisia. A fire broke out at the Innahda party headquarters in the capital, Tunis. At least one person was killed and 18 others were injured uh, when um, an Innahda party member set himself on fire. If you go over also to North Africa, but in Egypt, uh, Egypt Air will resume its flights with Johannesburg in uh, South Africa starting from December 16. Uh, this comes after it suspended its flights on November 26 uh, over concerns over the Omicron variant. If we head over also to Southern Africa, in South Africa, uh, electricity problems uh, uh, continue to accumulate on the South African people. Uh, power utility ESCOM, uh, it's a state-owned uh, power firm, uh, filed a request to the energy regulator NERSA to raise uh, electricity tariffs by 20.5%. Uh, the energy regulator NERSA should take a decision by February 25, uh, 2022. If we head over to Sub-Saharan Africa, in Burkina Faso, at least 100 terrorists were neutralized by both the Burkina Faso and the Nigerian uh, armed forces on the joint border between the two countries. The operation lasted from uh, November 25 until uh, December 9. In Nigeria, uh, another cholera outbreak uh, broke in uh, Bayelsa state. At least five people uh, died because of the cholera. Over to you, Bhargav. Thank you, Basil. In Europe, there are about eight events to note. However, there are a few major ones, starting with Netherlands. Minister of Health, Hugo de Jong, 
said that incoming travelers are required to provide proof of COVID-19 vaccine booster shots from uh, February the 1st. Now, this, this adds to the further complication of the vaccination happening in Europe. While in Eastern Europe, things do not seem to be coming down anytime soon, especially in Lithuania, the government extended the ongoing state of emergency uh, at the border with Belarus till January the 15th, 2022. Going over to Germany, Around 1,000 people demonstrated against the compulsory vaccination mandate and other COVID-19-related restrictions in Munich on December the 8th. These are some of the major issues which, were, which occurred over the week or so in Europe. That's pretty much it from me. There, any final thoughts? No, I'm just looking forward to the weekend, Pargov. Not sure we well, all are. I mirror the thought very much. Uh, thank you then, Basil. Unfortunately, Paul couldn't really join us today. He's busy with some client engagements in Bangkok. He will join us back on Monday. Thank you, everyone.